0: Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and uh, rate, review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Swim Lou. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. And we are joined by the scores, uh, Joseph Cacharo. Alex, because people who listen to this show on the podcast, they don't actually hear the intro music that we usually, you know, put in. Instead, we hear the, 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 Mm. the generic Raptor Show jingle. Oh right. Um, can you describe to the audience uh, what introductory song you had for for Cash?
1: Yeah, you know Joe Cash is the the heartbreak kid of Toronto media. You know he's the scores number one boy, and you know we always play him in with with the Shawn Michaels theme music. Mm, and I right. know famously you actually don't you don't know much about.
0: No, I know 90s that,
1: wrestling. I know that, though. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, here's the thing, though. Shawn Michaels and Triple H, even though they were super watched, I was still watching them in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they wrestling against then? I
1: don't know. Vince McMahon. <laughs> it,
2: I, I will say it never gets old anytime, anytime I come through. No, I, I and just, you guys play me in with that. No, never I, love, gets old. I
1: love to put a smile on my friends' yeah. faces, you know. I'll, um, I'll
2: never lose my smile. <laughs> YouTube and that that reference is for the real one no will but pro- will probably doesn't know what the heck we're talking. i don't yeah. no,
1: no, don't worry i got you today um no i think you know raptor's related to cash i actually don't think we have talked about it because like chris boucher and precious achua i don't think that. this has gained a lot of traction but like mm. they have referred to themselves as degeneration x
2: they got to start playing the dx music you know how like mm. uh, every player has their own um, yeah pascal's got that Cheesy, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> oh, we have that Fred, as well. If uh, Fred's, Fred's got guy, producer guy can pull that up. There used to be some Scotty, cool Scotty. ones. like Ibaka. yeah, Scotty's Baca, got the Jay-Z. When he would get a big block, they would play the Undertaker Dong. Oh, him, right, right, Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Lowry, when he would make a bucket, they'd play the Ric Flair Wu.
1: Mm. Oh, they, they, got to, they if, could go all if wrestling
2: and precious check in together, which they, you know, when they're both coming off the bench, they often do. They gotta play at least like the opening few chords of the DX music.
1: No, they're gonna be sick. I mean. We You're saw welcome,
2: like, Raptors game ops.
1: Yeah, we saw last night. Will. Um,
2: that's us.
1: Yeah, that's the one. I see. Meet the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, like I'm not hype about that. After Pascal hits a mid range jumper,
1: like that's yeah. Update but, that one. But we too. saw Herbie Kuhn add a oh here's add a something new to 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 the mix. Herbie is for the Raptors in game oh, experience.
0: That's Derek. All right, that's Derek Randale dropping the drops. Is, mm. is Herbie in the arena because he just he just adds the herbs, you know, in, in, oh. into the into the mix, you know, because. Okay, yeah. It's not just the fact that he'll play the drops or whatever. I'm not I don't even know if that's him specifically, mm. but he'll just call it out loud. Like he'll do an audio drop, mm-hmm. right? Like I already mentioned this on the post game show, but there was a big block, one of I believe six for Jakub last night, and he swatted Franz Wagner, and he and then Herbie, in a fit of excitement, just said nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, man, that's a- great. <laughs> also, a great Herbie moment in the start of the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter. Start of the fourth, yeah. He just randomly said,
1: test.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into, the, into the microphone.
1: No, man. listen, shout Shels, to Herbie, man. That's, um, you know. That's our, that's our guy. <laughs> things, things come up at work sometimes.
2: The greatest um, things come up at work sometimes for Herbie is the time that he... Uh, game one of the Nets Raptors series uh-huh. Raptors first playoff game oh, and in, the clock wasn't working in six years oh yeah, yeah the shot clock, the, the shot clock yeah. stopped working so Herbie had to count them down and then go horn yeah man
1: yeah Raptors have had a oh. lot of weird game ones aside from just losing them um we've had some strange games man yeah basketball all right I'm Joe Wolf on today uh speaking of Jakob Purdle, mm. historic game last night from Jakob Purdle. Mm. 30 points nine rebounds six blocks in 37 minutes 15 of 17 from the field third player in nba history with 30 points 85 percent field goal percentage and zero free throws in a game joining clay thompson in 2019 david robinson in 1995 raptors won 123 113 over the orlando magic they head into the all-star break as of now in ninth so they're can, in the can play Can I throw in. out
2: a weird statistical quirk out yes, there? Yes, please. I, it, even, I know it's your show, but I'm just going to no, hijack no, this No, here. please, man. Um, Bring so us to 3 p. I had tweeted this as well. But So last night, uh, Pertle ended up with 30 points on 15 to 17 shooting, which is like 88.7% shooting, mm. and he made 15 field goals. In NBA history, or at least over the last 60 years, that basketball reference has the database, mm. it's only the 40th time that's ever happened where a player scored at least 30 on 88% shooting and made 15 field goals. Mm. It's only happened three times over the last 17 seasons, all three times Raptors. Mm Pertle last night, Gary Trent in 2021, Serge Ibaka in 2018. The last time it happened before that, Shaq in 2006. Hmm.
1: Wow, that's an esteemed list. So you're saying that anyone who spent Valentine's Day watching Magic Raptors yesterday was there for a historic night. Uh absolutely.
0: You know, I, I want to retract our statement that I think we made in the off season. What did we say? When we when we did a whole show where we previewed every single game of the entire year.
1: Oh, that's I, right. I believe
0: yeah. you actually gave a detailed prediction yes, on every yes, single yes, game yes. This was in, in August yeah. when there's no other content. Yes. And we had stumbled upon this particular game mm. February fourteenth against the Orlando Magic. And we joked about it as do not take your date. To this game, were we joking? I this is we not a actually date. This giving a, life advice. That was that y'all considered this a date game. All right, yeah. and, and and we were wrong. We were wrong. That would have been we an wrong. excellent date.
2: When you when you to love to. the game, it loves you back.
0: Yeah. No. This yeah. is a this is a, on a, on an apology. No, to listen. Everybody. If you yeah. took your date, your significant other, yeah. to see Yaku proto make fifteen layups, <laughs> which he did, and <laughs> deny at least fifteen layups on the yeah. other end. Yeah. You had a great time. I was so impressed with that game. Yeah, no, it was great. And
1: I want to start, you know, start with Cash. Um, You know, I know you were thrilled about what the Raptors did or didn't do at the trade deadline. Um, Three games, three games in, you know, I think rest of the season now, you know, focus obviously looking at just just on-court product, what it means to add Jakob to this mix. Um, You know, coming off the game from last night, like three games in, what have you seen in terms of what Jakob has added to this team?
2: Okay, first of all, before I catch any slander, please know that Alex is joking. I was not thrilled with the Raptors deadline day. But uh, back to your question. I think what he's brought is the obvious presence that we knew he would bring, and that any true center and true rim protector on this team would bring. He is protecting the rim. He's solidifying their defense. He is allowing them somewhat to play the brand of defense Nick Nurse wants with a lot of ball pressure and, um, you know, a lot of extra bodies on ball handlers and stuff because he can protect the rim. Surprisingly, He's playing at the level a lot in mm. pick and roll coverages when he's traditionally been a very deep drop center. And then on offense, he's getting offensive rebounds. He's by far the best screener on the team and getting guys open. Uh, you know, he's, he finds the right place to be. Like, even when he's not involved in an action, like we know he's a great screener and he's a good screen and roll guy and he'll finish inside and off on, and off putbacks and stuff. But I think one of the underrated parts of his offensive game is that he finds the right space. Mm. To get to even when he's not involved in the action, so it's like you know a couple of guys running an action somewhere else on the floor, or maybe a ball handler getting stuck with a double team, and there's a couple Raptors just standing around, and Jakob always knows where to go to either cut to give that guy an outlet and a uh, you know a release valve, or sometimes just to you know cut and catch a pass to keep the possession humming, and then you know turning around and finding the next guy to keep it going. To those little things matter. And even though he's not, you know, a traditional offensive-type center that you think is like a floor space or whatever, he brings spacing and, and offensive fluidity in his own way in addition to what he does, obviously, on the defensive end.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, great points because I think, um, you know, I was so excited for this game. I, I literally went to the office early today so I could rewatch the entire second half. Studying like, Jakob's feet. You don't understand. I've, <laughs> I've never watched a man's feet this hard before, man. Jakob Pertl's feet were excellent in this game. But, no, seriously, though, like um, – I think if, to the point where you said defensively, right, because the, the big question was, are the Raptors going to adapt to the way Jacoproto plays defense, or are the Raptors going to adapt Jacoproto to the way they play defense? I think it was always more likely to be the latter, right? But at the same time, you need to see Yak actually execute in that scheme. And what we saw last night, the reason why the Raptors won this game was because of their defense against Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro, who I think probably shot like a combined like 30%, maybe 35 like, they were both non-factors. Those are two really, really good wings, right? That's their version of, like, Scotty and Pascal, right? And the Raptors did such a great job of switching out against those guys. Jacoperto was involved in a lot of those actions. And as you mentioned, coming out to the level of the screen, cut, cutting them off on the three-point line, uh, and then absorbing those drives and contesting them. We saw that over and over and over again. I think the fourth quarter, the Raptors might have had, like, seven blocks Dude, it that, just that quarter alone.
2: The second half defense was insane.
0: Yeah, it was excellent, you know? And, and I think they only had one block in the first half, and that's a big reason why Orlando, you know, had 70 points. Um, but I think, yeah, seeing Yaka move his feet, I think it was a really big part of the way the Raptors are able to play defense because it actually just can, it continues to intensify the the good aspects of what Toronto does defensively. And then offensively, like, that's the other thing too. Like, as you mentioning, his positioning is good so that all the shots that he got last night – we're all within the flow of the offense. Right? He only got three types of shots as far as I'm concerned. Rolls to the basket or cuts to the basket. He had putbacks, and then he had post-ups against smaller guys. And I like that they at least used a post-up against smaller guys because that's an option the Raptors have really not had, right? Punishing teams on switches, and Jakob had like three or four of those last night, so... Man, he's just a just a great game. Highly recommend everyone go rewatch the game and just watch uh just just watch the feed.
2: We know yeah. Will's going to for a fourth time.
0: <laughs> I might have to, man. I'm watching it right now. Actually, we have two monitors in the studio. One of them's on Raptors and 30, so.
1: Well, you know, Fred, Fred had ten points and, and you know, the fifteen assists stood out yesterday for him. He was only through a twelve uh from the field. Mm. Uh, wanted to know too, like, you know, based on what you guys talked about. With what Jacob's bringing on the offensive end like how do you think it's going to affect um fred's offensive game and pascal's offensive game in any ways just having Jakob in the lineup
2: well i, I think it's going to help fred because of what i talked about even the little things like you know yak knowing where to go finding space obviously being a great screener and creating space i think gary trent's another guy that's going to benefit from yakup mm-hmm. portal screening once he's back in the lineup uh, but with fred i think it'll actually help fred look more like a point guard at times mm. because he can run pick and rolls with Yakup, you know, uh, he's Yak's got a pretty good, uh, you know, what they call catch radius. If you're throwing a lob up to him or yep. something, he can go get it. And Fred's lobs are sometimes inconsistent, but mm. I, so I do think there'll be components of Yakup's game game that are going to make Fred look like uh, a more traditional point guard. And one thing I'm, I guess, somewhat interested to see is we've talked so much with Malachi whenever we talk about his struggles and how like, if he's ever going to figure it out at the NBA level, he probably needs to be in more of a pick-and-roll-heavy system. And I, the Raptors are never going to be a, a pick-and-roll-heavy team. But I do wonder, with Yak now in there, if they run more of those actions, even when Yak is not with the bench in the few minutes he is, how that might you know positively affect Malachi yeah. Flynn at all, too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, um, I think the issue with Malachi is they just don't really give him the ball to initiate most right. actions. and And that makes sense, honestly. He's always out there with Pascal or... Scotty, sometimes even Fred, like those guys are just straight up better uh, play initiators. Um, but I think the overall point about Jakob's screening is is pretty clear. In this one, like you usually see over the course of a game, like before Jakob got here, the Raptors are screening with almost anybody. And the reason the Raptors were screening with anybody was they're trying to get the weakest defender in the matchup, right? But that's not necessarily about the quality of the screen. They're just trying to get the the switch, right? Now the Raptors are screening with Jakob portal and and you were noting this when we we're watching it in the in the arena. He just
1: hammers people
0: on these screens. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's he a, balls them.
1: It's like a Mortal Kombat type situation. <laughs> oh so, yeah. And, and he'll so, leave a mark. He was gonna leave a mark with those shoulders. Right. And, and so they're now focusing
0: most of their screening action towards using Jakubertel, which I think is 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 informative in this case because they're now actually playing pick and roll with the intent of going through. What the roller is going to do, and of course, like that's going to be a two man game. Uh, uh, most the uh, most times, right? Like you see the way the Magic guarded yesterday, they were blitzing, you know, Fred at the top, and so Fred was giving it that up. That's why he had seven assists in the first quarter, fifteen overall in the game. Um, you'll see other games where they drop more often, right? I thought the Detroit game, they, the, the Pistons were really dropping on the, the level of the screen, and so you know Fred was able to get into um, that space and take the shot and, and be there. But I think right now the Raptors actually have both options to punish a defense. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Before, I don't think they did have that.
2: Uh, I was just going to say, all of this is why, and it's what I said on deadline day too, like in a vacuum, mm-hmm. turning a 2024 first-rounder into Jakob Pertl was not a bad piece of business. It's the timing of it. Like, if they had made this exact move the day before the season started. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think any of us would have complained about it, and there wouldn't have been reason to complain about it. It's nah, that time- we'd
0: be, we be, we be in the top six, I think.
2: Yeah, oh. Will would be saying we're winning the East.
0: But yeah, I mean, probably. The,
2: but it's just the timing of it. The fact that it happened when they were four games under 500 and in 11th or 12th place or whatever they were in a season that seemed lost, and because of what the rollover effect of the pick protections, too, it now limits their ability to even trade a future first after 2024 until they've actually relinquished that pick. So if they, say, wanted to do something this summer— They can't trade their own pick now until 2028 and 2030, I believe, until they've relinquished the 2024 one. So, again, in a vacuum, he fits, and the trade made sense. It's just the timing of it and the way that the protections on that pick are going to impact their ability to potentially make other or bigger trades this summer, especially if they clearly do want to compete next year.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think think the thing is, like, you bring in Jakob, um, and an, uh, an important part of it is to see, like, the trickle-down effect and what it means to have a center like Jakob to to the rest of the roster that you're trying to build, right? Like, what's what's Fred's role going to look like, you know, moving forward? How it's going to benefit a player like Gary so you can make some decisions in the summer of, of you, if you want to move forward with these free agents? But um, with Cash, it's like, you get, like, how many games are left? Like, 23 games left to just kind of look at it versus being able to evaluate it over the course of, of an 82-game season, right? Because like they're gonna have to make those decisions in the summer of not just bringing back Jakob, but looking at you know how Fred and Gary and, and maybe even you know OG and all these people fit. But you know, I, I guess three games in the, the the results the results are good. Well, they you should know, be three and up first. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I, yeah, looking at it like outside of the the Utah collapse, mm-hmm. like they, they they should be making a run here. But I mean, they're four and a half. I think they're four and a half out of six. It seems like I mean, barring them making a huge run, they're gonna be in the play in. But I think more for me, more than the wins and losses, is just looking at how they play. Mm-hmm. How they play yeah. with Jakob and using these games to really evaluate, like, do you really believe in a lot of this core group, like, moving forward, right? Yeah, it's not just about this year,
0: the rest of this year. It's it's also about how this, this group moves forward, mm-hmm. right? Because I think the Raptors had that real pivotal moment where they could have moved off of guys at the deadline. Nobody would have been surprised. No one would have complained, really, right? And you could have tanked the year, but clearly they've chosen to move forward with this group and they want to see how it fits together, so... It's not just about what they do in the rest of this year, but Mm. I think that, you know, I could envision a future where Jakob is here and a big part of the starting lineup um, probably is your fifth option. he's probably not going to score 30 points a game. People please don't expect this, Um, but you know, you can play around that group and how he compliments some of the main guys, particularly Scotty, who I thought found him quite often in the post or, or Pascal who obviously clearly has a great chemistry with Jakob and, and, and Fred as well. Right. So, you know, you have to evaluate all of that, which is, I think Masai's favorite term. And um, you know, um, you know he has a lot of wisdom in, in the way he moves. I don't know. <laughs> it's true, though. It really is.
1: No, no, it's facts. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the other things we talked about earlier this week, Cash, is like really briefly is like, you know, they're missing OG and Gary yesterday. And, you know, hopefully the team's fully healthy by the time they're back in action next Thursday. Um, there's, you know, going to be a couple of guys that are going to have to come off the bench, right, of, of this core group. Um, you know, in your opinion, like h- how would you, you know, set the starting lineup for, for this team, you know, for the, for the rest of the season?
2: I think OG has to be in there. And I'm really interested to see how good the defense looks with both of OG and Pirtle on the court. Mm-hmm. Cause right now the minutes with just Pirtle on the court, the defense numbers wise is almost elite. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. can add OG to that and have more minutes with at least one of those guys, if not two on the court, the defensive upside and the ceiling is there. Yeah. I know the concern would be shot creation and shooting in general, mm-hmm. um, with Gary not in the lineup and OG going in there with, you know, Pirtle already in there. But I also think if you're looking at trying to keep the bench minutes afloat, I think Gary makes way more sense as that sixth-man gunner type that can carry a bench offense, even if he's not much of a playmaker, than a guy like OG could. And I think all of a sudden when you start to think about it, where this team obviously has lacked depth, still kind of does, and and has had a very poor bench all year – You start to think about it, and it's like a bench of Gary, Precious, Boucher, maybe Fad. They they could still use, obviously, a more of a floor general type, like Mm. a a veteran backup point guard. But other than that, that's actually a pretty fine bench. Like, that's solid enough, I think. If you're only going to be running an eight- or nine-man rotation anyway, if your three- or four bench guys are Gary, Precious, Chris, and sometimes Fad, I think you're fine, you know, again, based on what the Raptors are, like, they're going to be playing for a playing spot maybe to try to get it to sixth. If we're, that's the range we're talking about, I think that kind of bench is fine. And I just think it makes more sense than OG with those guys.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, what's well, going to be really excited from watching the game yesterday um besides Jakob's footwork is
1: <laughs>
0: is the chat
1: talk about feet no guy found a foot field. fetish
0: on Valentine's Day. uh no come on man that's not it but um you know Jared it, clipped it's, us it's <laughs> oh, damn it um it's it's Jakob and Precious working together last mm. night I thought they did such a great job defensively covering the lane and you know especially on those switches against Franz Wagner or against Paolo Bancaro, who I know, Cash, you know, that's that's a Paizan for you. But yesterday, he was had yeah, a rough like,
2: game. Rough game for the Paizan.
0: Yeah, you know, I had to I had to use the F word on him a, a couple of times, you know. With your permission, of course. But, uh, you know, wow, uh, he just wasn't... He the F word is Fugazi, by Yeah, way. but yeah, <laughs> not the other one, yeah. uh, which I definitely use also <laughs> in the booth um, at the officials. But, uh... Fugazi. <laughs> no, just, it, yeah, not that one. That's 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 a, that's a that's that's the a, Wolf on Classic. I couldn't believe he said it's that. It's like
2: he's here. He's in Palm Springs, but it's that's like the, he's here.
0: Anyway... Uh, just imagine how good the defense will look like with OG, mm. Precious, and Jakub on the floor at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I I actually, uh, I'm really excited to
2: see it. So, what would that lineup look like? You think? Like, because obviously that wouldn't be the start. Like, you they sure, wouldn't yeah. all three be starting. So, mm-hmm. I guess it would be as they mix and match throughout the and game. And you
0: probably would use Precious more as a substitute as a backup center for Jakob, as right. a backup small forward for OG as well. But there will be moments when you need to get defensive stops and you have those three guys out there. You could probably put Pascal at, uh, what, two? I guess two? <laughs> two yeah. And then, and then Scotty can run the point for you. How are you supposed to attack that lineup? Yeah. Hmm. Right? Uh, Scotty at one, Pascal at two, OG at three, Precious at four,
1: Jacoproto at it's, five.
2: It's vision six-nine plus a seven-one center.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that, that,
0: those are the kind of
1: combos that I'm really excited for. No, I think, you know, coming out of the break, If you're looking at just the rest of the season, like they've got a pretty important stretch here. Um, You know, they're going to play New Orleans, obviously, and then they're going to play at Detroit, at Cleveland. And then three big games against the teams that they're competing in the playing against. You know, they play Chicago and then they have back to back in Washington. Um, I can see the smile on Cash's face. It's not drumming up too much interest for you. But those are going to be the biggest games. games of the season. I mean, like, like, I hate to tell you, Will, but those two games in Washington, is going to be huge. Oh, bro. Wizards looking good these days, too. Yeah. They're playing
0: 10 deep. They got a good rotation. DeLon Wright, the other member of the bench oh mob, is God. also Porzingis out Porzingis
2: is legitimately playing oh, his best ball in, like, five years. He's looking
0: great. Kuzma's having a career year. Beal is still, you know, Bradley Beal. Although he's actually not, I don't think he's the main driver behind the success. I think it's really the team aspect of it. They got, they got some of the young guys to buy in. I mean, I don't know, man. I've been
2: watching some Wizards recently. They look pretty good. They're Gaff, very, they Gaffers. look very much like a play-in team. Like yeah. Classic Wizards. They look very much like a solid 39-40 win team, which is yeah. what that franchise seems to gun for every year. Uh, but no, those, those games, I mean, I was laughing because it's like if someone had told you, of course. you know, in October, know. Those, of course. Uh, we would not be happy with it. But it is yeah. what it is. And like I was saying even last night, I don't know if you guys have noticed that I, I've thought like the last few games, even the, the crowd energy has been better and like the vibes in the arena have been better. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's maybe like the way I'm saying it's fans almost coming to the realization of like, all right, well, season hasn't gone the way we wanted to. Deadline didn't go the way we wanted to. Mm-hmm. I guess we're invested in the next couple of months now. They seem to be trying to win this year. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's get with it. Um, I guess that's how we're going to have to treat the next couple of months. And yes, to that point. Those games <laughs> against the Wizards and Bulls are going to be barn burners. No, man.
1: those those are going to be huge games, and it does give me you know the fan theory. Maybe it is um, you know the real fans are able to get the tickets now for cheaper on the resale market now that the people are letting the tickets go. Um, but yeah, this reminds me of Tampa a little bit because I do remember some of those games against Washington being massive. Oh, games Gary, down Didn't the Gary stretch.
2: hit a game winner?
1: Yeah, against Howald Neto. Yeah, yeah yes. Neto went
2: nuts after yeah and, and then called. there
1: was a there was a game against i think there was another game against washington to just kind of like determine the season and that's when we fell out of the plane altogether. so i mean uh, we're back here again yeah i mean it's th- different circumstances listen. here's the thing it's you gotta understand about the history
0: of the toronto raptors versus the washington wizards um outside of 2015 which cannot be spoken about oh man um the raptors hit one game winner a year against washington <laughs> okay and
2: some crazy ones
0: there are some mm. cory josephs hit a game winner against washington you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gary Trent Jr. said a game winner against Washington. Yeah.
2: Obviously, the um, Mopee play yeah, Mo- to, to
0: send it to uh, OT. Mo- yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't a game winner, but the Raptors did win that game in OT, so I consider that a game winner. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Bosch has had a game winner against uh, Washington before. Yeah. I think Damar has won against Washington. Serge has one against Washington. Are you saying they're our biggest rivals? No, no I'm just saying once <laughs> a year, good. you're good for one of those, so... I'm calling Next it Next year
2: out. on Rivalry Week in the NBA. <laughs> oh, Raptors, Wizards on NBA oh, yeah. TV. Who, who was our rival this year? Golden State.
1: Oh, okay. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, you well, you play of, in the finals once and you become... <laughs> Does Ra- Golden State not have more rivals than us? I, I just think the NBA was scrambling to fill that week's worth right. of programming. Right. Yeah, the problem is Golden State
1: has rivals, but then they just dispatch all of them. You talked
2: about this with Andy Lou. Oh,
1: they, they literally kill You know what I mean? Like, like those, Clippers, yeah. Memphis. It's a sign of a dynasty, man, when you, when you beef with multiple teams. The funniest thing is they beef...
0: So I, they played like the grit and grind Grizzlies, and mm. they they beat them, and and that was a big series. That was when Golden State fairly like for the first time, pushed themselves over the top. This was like back in 2015, um, and then they're now beating the new edition of the
1: Grizzlies. Yeah, talk about is, longevity, which is
0: very far from grit and grind, but yeah, that's that's excellence right there.
1: Yeah, no, I was gonna do this giant kind of season recap thing, but. I guess, once again, I've put too much in the rundown. I mean, but we, we, guys over, he's overworking, level. man. Listen, you, you're running point, man. You do no, whatever you want. No, no, no I want. got you. I got you. You know, I just want to hear, you know, obviously, like, we're at this uh, break point in the season. You know, the Raptors, we talked about, like, in ninth and stuff. Um, you know, we talk so much about all the disappointing parts about this season, right? Like, like the just their loss of, like, their defensive identity. I think we've talked so much about the front office not addressing the needs, of the roster, just lack of internal improvement. And we've talked so much about just the, the overall chemistry issues too, right? Like so much of the off the court stuff, um, cash, uh, you know, when you look just kind of zoom out big picture at this Raptor season, like what's been the most like disappointing thing for you?
2: The most disappointing thing for me would probably be how glaring the same deficiencies from last season were this season and your point about them not being addressed by the front office coming into the year mm. and how that really hamstrung the team, the coaching staff put a ceiling on what this team could be this year. And, you know, as I was saying a few minutes ago, by the time they addressed it, it was most likely too late for any meaningful competition this season, unless you're talking about trying like heck to get into the sixth month. So that to me, uh, was definitely the most disappointing part, and also, can I just say, I burst out laughing when I did read your show prep and rundown that in the <laughs> most highlights? positive, oh. in the most positive highlights of the season. Your top one was the Neo concert that broke out at the the Nick Nurse yeah. event before
1: the season. No, so I was gonna flip it on Will because, like, you know, obviously, I think day to day we've talked a lot, like, broken down a lot of of the things that have gone wrong this season. Mm. So, if anything, w- want to give Will a chance to to. to you know, at least like put kind of a bright spot on this season, or things to be optimistic about. But before I ask you, you know, I did put together just the highlights of this season, mm. and I want to see if we missed anything. Okay, okay, that, well, let's that, hear it. You know, that you come to mind. So yes, as Cash mentioned, uh, number one was the Nick Nurse Foundation event mm. to kick off the season. Yeah, that which, was awesome. Which was very exciting. <laughs> the
2: three of us were jamming front row, man. <laughs> oh just to be last?
1: clear, the entire Toronto sports media was uh, was jamming. Like we were having a great time. There were like maybe 50 people there and all- <laughs> we made up <laughs> on 80%. <Yeah>. So, singing
2: <laughs> yeah. Neo word for word.
1: Yo. No, it, it it was it was incredible. Neo um, for the next Super Bowl. Yeah, yo, I mean,
0: you know what probably not probably not going to happen,
1: but I was know, thinking about that. On maybe it, maybe
0: include him, that's part of it.
1: I think Usher might get a shot before Neo though. Usher got Usher got the catalog.
0: Well, I told you, man. Usher Usher would definitely beat Neo in a versus, but mm, that's
1: still de- debatable. Well we literally about debated this too. at the at the event. <laughs> with Neo, like right there with <laughs> Wonderful his, event with I his think, Fedora too that was a er, cute er, angle. I think that was early signs too of uh, you know, chemistry issues. We did see different factions of players yeah. not hanging No, around. it was but really funny because tests, yeah.
0: Nick did a, a an interview preseason. I forget with who. Mm. um but he talked about someone asked him like what's on his ipod or something oh okay and he was like yeah you know i've been listening to you know felonious monk you know all that mm. all that, all that other stuff and he's like and neo and i was like what neo and then i figured out that's that's why I was oh yeah neo. that was the yeah. drop so, okay so that studying was, so sick
1: that was one highlight um next one was pascal scoring the 52 Italy in new game. york right yeah.
0: still still probably the best performance i've seen from the Raptors, it's actually not close. Although, yeah. Jakob
1: Proto probably cracking the top five <laughs> last night. I mean, okay, let's, play, yeah, let's put good. Jakob in there. He was good. This yeah. list is starting to run out, all right. Oh, so okay. apologies for this. Uh, how about the fourth quarter comeback in Miami early in the season? The one where they still ended up losing? No, there's the one didn't they play it? was Christian Coloco. This was the Coloco, um, Caleb Martin fight. Did they lose? That's end up the losing? game they lost. Oh my god, they Never won, mind. They,
2: they played two straight you in know Miami I, early you know in the season. I, you you know they know made what? the fourth quarter comeback in the game, they still lost. You
1: know why I put that in there? because It was a win for me because they covered the spread. Okay. Um, <laughs> so next one, you're a sicko. I don't really have much left. Like, uh-huh. they blew out Atlanta and San Antonio in back to back games. They yeah. like beat San Antonio by like 43 uh-huh. and Atlanta by 30. Yeah, they beat the Cavs three times so, this season.
2: I think yeah. one of those Cavs, if like for me, and this is it, maybe like Raptors fans will say, Well, this is embarrassing because it was so early in the season. Mm-hmm. My high point of the season so far was the second time they beat Cleveland, it was Siakam Mm -hmm. had just missed a couple weeks with injury, Uh and they had survived that stretch. They had treaded water without him. And then his first game back, they beat the Cavs for the second time already this season and moved a game over five hundred with Siakam now back in the lineup. That night, I felt really good about this team and thought you know what, now they can go on the run. If they stay healthy now, they're Mm going to be, at least in the regular season, near the top of the East. They're Mm going to start to separate themselves. And obviously, we know that didn't happen. So I actually think that second win against Cleveland in Siakam's first game back to put them back over 500 was probably the high point of the year for me.
1: Well, in that same week, they got blown out by New Orleans and then Brooklyn. Like I think that was like right after. But we are doing highlights right now, man.
2: Oh my bad. And
1: uh, the other highlight, the, the other highlight was uh, uh, that exciting win over Sacramento to open the road trip. Bro, two of our best wins this season are against Sacramento and Orlando. And preseason, nobody
0: could have predicted that.
1: Yeah, those are really the highlights. But those were though. great performances. I don't know if there's anything else that
0: I missed. Um, you missed the fact that the Raptors had three teams at the Rico Hines runs in in, <laughs> in, in, in August. You didn't like Raptors squad A versus Raptors squad B. Oh, right. Who is, was it?
2: <laughs> Who was it in those Rico Hines runs that, that clip went viral in the summer? Was it Paul George? It was someone saying, you know, oh, like, look at the Raptors here. You yeah, guys, all this chemistry, whatever. Yeah, PG was like, if you guys don't get off to a great start, it's going to be really disappointing. Well, <laughs> that was
1: ominous. <laughs> yeah, never listen to Paul George. <laughs> I'm sick of um, him, man. No, nope. <laughs> Don't forget he stole Kawhi from us. Too. He's par- partially guilty, man. Low lights, I mean. Hey, man. Do
0: we need to just yeah. one, no, just you know one point let's out? Go, let's go. Let's go.
1: Two three-game win streaks uh, <laughs> all season. And, and here's the three straight wins that they were able to get. Uh-huh. The first three-game win streak was a win at home over Portland mm-hmm. and then two straight over Charlotte. Okay. So does that really count? No, um, it counts, man. Okay. And then recently they beat Houston yep. and an uh, injured, uh, riddled Memphis team. On the road to end the road trip. Yeah. And then obviously beat the Spurs right before the deadline. These mm-hmm. are the only two times they've been able to string together three straight wins. The only positive is that they have both come more recently. You know, I think that
0: it was <laughs> in January, February. How far has this they're, propaganda? They're fall. as
2: close to 500 right now, three games under 500, than they have been since December 23rd.
0: Man. Yeah.
2: When they beat Cleveland again.
0: I, I, you know, I think the, the thing with the low lies here is just they've mm. had so many close losses. In late games. And mm-hmm. I do wonder if, like, the composure is there for them to just complete some of these games. Because look at that Utah game, for example. If the Raptors win that Utah game, they're on a six game ro- win streak right now. Yeah, but. They should have won that Utah but, game. They led for 44 minutes. Of course, but. So, but like. They Exactly. No, yeah, yeah. no, they're really bad in close games, is what I'm trying to say. You can say so. that about
1: both Utah games. Even the one on the road, they had a chance to win. I agree. Right. Yeah. They kind of in that road bit... trip six and
0: one. Like, and obviously, look, you can flip a lot. I'm not trying to say that, like, you win all these games, you, you have more wins, because yeah. obviously that's true. My point is that they're putting them in position to win these games, but they don't close the deal. Same thing in the Phoenix game.
1: So, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my other low light, I think it's kind of funny to me. Like, they've been beaten by uh, guys in last minute, uh, of guys that aren't even on the teams anymore. <laughs> oh, so, what? Kyrie. Oh, right. Hit a, yep. hit a game winner, right, mm. over Brooklyn? Yep. D'Angelo Russell had the rip-through. Like These guys aren't <laughs> even on those teams anymore. <laughs> we lost on our rip-through, <laughs> no, But man. these guys aren't even on their teams anymore. <laughs> never seen a game decided <laughs> it's on like, a rip-through. just through. ridiculous. Um, and, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks game, the, the national TV game.
0: Oh, that, that one. Oh, that, that is yeah. the
1: ultimate low-light for the me. The one so. where they
2: started, like, one for 20 or whatever it was yeah. and then two, made the crazy two comeback. For 30, two for right? 30. Two for 30. And then they made the craziest comeback in franchise history. Yes. yes. Still lost in overtime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they stopped going through Scotty at the that end. That was a time.
2: personal low point for Will.
1: Like that was the mm. personal low point of, of the season. I agree. I agree. So um well, after that, what what's uh what are your reasons for optimism moving forward here Will? <laughs> no, they're just playing better basketball.
0: So oh, that's, okay. that's fairly simple for me. Like they've played much better as a group um for the last like month and a half, essentially. They're they're the only thing is they're not able to finish a lot of these Just Closing games. these games out, yeah. But once they've Complete that aspect as well, and I do believe there is a, a measure of luck that it involved in sure. that as well. Um, I, I I do believe that there is. I mean, like you watched the game last night. There clearly is a lot of talent on the Raptors. It's just about the cohesion. Mm-hmm. It's you know, uh, you know, and and it's the other thing too with the low lights. It's the it's the team meetings. Of course, it's the it's the Thad and Scotty. The, the after the warm ups. Mm-hmm. That was during a win, by the way, against Portland. No oh, man, just,
1: just got to say that. Right? Yeah, we that, won that, that game. That kick started the three game <laughs> to win be streak. Clear. First win, three game win <laughs> streak of <laughs> the season. That's right.
0: That was the we have to take all six games of the the the, the six game road trip here or homestand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Nick Nurse having meetings with everybody. Masai talking about he had meetings with everybody. There's just a lot of meetings in this team. Yep, so I'm not trying to hear no more meetings, man. Let's just like. Let's just really lock in focus. The talent is much better than the result in the standings. And you know, it's time to make good on that. I mean pull off a 10 game win streak or something. Oh, okay, you're asking for too much. I am, but still, you're that's asking what we need.
1: While, just string together four good quarters. Yeah, okay. Against a, a, a good team. Yeah.
2: All right, that was our
1: uh, that was our Raptors season uh look back for now.
2: Yeah. What, what, when we come back from the break, is it gonna be Hello Darkness, my old friend playing us in instead of
1: I mean, whatever you name man. I think we got the DX music queued up perhaps, Oh, okay. But...
0: <laughs> All right, let's let's hear that music. So we're gonna take that break. I'm your host, Wim Lou, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Brett Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRiver's online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19+. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
2: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert.
1: Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or
2: wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the and Radio Network. I'm your host William Lou. I continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong and the scores, Joseph Cacharo. The vibes are very high
1: right now. Yeah, having 14. cash in studio, you know, fits snug like a Patagonia fleece, man. Um, <laughs> wow.
2: Just, just want right to give a quick shout out.
1: bars. Just want to give a quick shout out. To to Cash's parents, Frank <laughs> okay. and Maria. Oh, okay. how many? Yeah, how, how many times? You know, family no, because I, I wasn't here the other time. Because um, you know, when Pound the Rock Wednesday, you know, I kind of oh, that's right, slide you off We off right, camera. Right. Email to give them the just show. you know great hospitality from from Frank and Maria during right. the holiday break when I left my phone, um, you know, in the Uber. So right. you appreciate it. what? Would you have again? Martini? a martini? What?
0: What
2: did yeah, yeah. make well, you? What, what, A couple, it's a couple cognacs. Yeah, a couple cognacs. There you go. Yeah. So did they sell the season t- tickets yeah my dad and my uncle split them now
0: they're good seats man yeah they're really close to um where
1: raptors probably used to have their seats so i used to like see mm. your parents and
0: That's sometimes right. you like
1: fairly decent yeah amount when we got those no cards. i think cash's um cash's mom follows us on ig Really? I think. So, okay. keeps track of Now I'm of actually things.
0: using Instagram mostly oh, it's, as it's people. it's actually you now? It's him now. No, he, he oh, he had I to give me was, the account. I thought it, yeah. it was you.
1: No, we had to make the no, KFC I, handoff. So, we have joint custody in a way, okay. but he's... He... As you know, I'm the chicken yeah. man. So, I, 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 had to, I had to actually take over that account, you know. <laughs>
0: Two mm-hmm. new uh, sp- hashtag ad posts yesterday, by the way.
1: No, fire, yeah.
0: man. Yeah, it was. No, man. <laughs> I had to learn how to add uh, subtitles to Adobe Premiere. Mm. i'm learning how to use adobe premiere in this
1: process no I'm, re- I'm really proud of you for getting into the influencer space uh, okay no i know, I mean know that's something that you really wanted for me for a long time yeah. yeah no by the way i don't know if you know shouts to uh the folks at crocs you know i did yeah. beg on air for a pair of yo nba all-star crocs and um to a rep from uh, you know uh, from Crocs reached yeah, out. you don't have their name. You're a crazy uh, Crocs collection too, Mr. Nash. I really appreciate it, Mr. Nash. Yeah. This guy talked about him like he's yeah. a great <laughs> science teacher. You have a crazy teacher.
2: Crocs collection though. <laughs> I but do. Like no, you no, got the floral ones. No, but got... Will, Will was Will
1: was saying on air that I love Crocs, and it wasn't a lie. Like yeah. this is you know well, part if, of my game.
0: Here's the thing: if we rewind the tape back to I believe Tuesday's episode, was it Tuesday No, Monday, Monday's, Monday. Monday's episode? Monday's yeah. episode. Uh, we came back from the break, and we did five minutes of. Um, of essentially ads. Okay, <laughs> it was okay. a lot of ads. It was a bit of an ad space. Shasta Wong's ice cream. We yeah. we talked. Yeah, Shasta Wong's ice cream. I don't pick that up soon. Um, Go today. Anyways, yeah. So we had um, mm. we talked about the fact that there were like these new NBA Crocs being released, and I believe at the time on the clock. I think when we said it was like two forty. Yeah. And by like two forty-five, you already had
1: a message in your inbox being like, "Here's the Crocs on your way." Yeah. So, so that's
0: the Mr. Nash, apparently.
1: Yeah. If anybody at MLSC wants to send me, I'm still looking for that. Uh, Justin Bieber Leafs collab jersey. Yeah, you got to um, keep looking. reversible. At it. Keep <laughs> looking, bro. Ailish Farfar, if you're not, you know, taking a nap for morning show. She works for the Leafs now, I think. Um, so just ask her directly. Then I'm just going to beg for one thing once a week. Is there anything out there that you're looking for? um i was thinking of gonna mcdonald's and seeing that you know that that <laughs> oh the pascal swirl thing yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah the, the no, new pascal mcflurry i was made aware of it yesterday on the show again during our ad space
1: mm-hmm. our, um and
2: there's a new pascal mcflurry yeah yes. so
1: it's the uh it's called i believe it's called the siakam swirl okay so it's um, a play on the spin move and it's with like red smarties um and um, Pascal said that when he first got McDonald's, that was the first menu item that he got. Smarties, McFlurry. the McFlurry, yeah, the McFlurry. So he's got a personal attachment wow. to it, mm-hmm. which he called Cap on. But yeah,
2: Oreos better, but you know. no, Smart Smarties was the goat McFlurry flavor. Mm. Really? But then in Canada they changed it, and they, you could only get M and M's. And most people oh. say it tastes the same. No, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as so I left the arena yesterday, there was a huge McDonald's truck outside handing out the free oh, word? Siakam swirl, yeah. I did, I, me, did, I, I did consider I, I lining too, up, but man. it was a huge line. Oh, it was? All right, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. There was no media media pass. Um, For a McDonald's flurry, man. Yo, have some shade. Anyways, hard <laughs> pivot. You know, Cash and Wolf on does such a wonderful job <laughs> on the Scores Pound the Rock podcast that mm. everybody should subscribe to um, and thought since we have Cash here... Wanted to ask, uh, ask you guys a couple questions about the rest of the season. Mm. Um, first one for you, Cash. Um, who's your most interesting team to watch for the rest of this season?
2: I'm going to cheat and give you like a few. Um, okay, yeah. All right, Memphis it. is one because things always hit the fan when the Grizzlies play. Uh, Jaws, Audacity is fun to watch. But also, they didn't really upgrade at the deadline. And mm. I think there are still people who don't quite believe they're this good. And they're going to be up against it to win a round or two just because of the way the West improved. Um, Sacramento, just because they're trying to get into the playoffs for the first time since 2006, it's the longest postseason drought in NBA history. Again, they didn't make any moves at the deadline. I, you could argue on paper they're, like, the ninth best team in the West, but they have the head start of starting in third. And then in terms of, like, the actual, like, championship ceiling teams, I think it has to be the Suns, obviously, with KD in the mix. And also the Clippers, because... You know, as we say every other week, like, oh, if Kawhi and PG are healthy. And Kawhi has started to look like his old, inevitable, oh, he's been robotic looking, he's Terminator been looking self lately. when he's on the court. Mm-hmm. No back-to-backs in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They obviously have a championship ceiling, but I'm interested to watch how they look over the next couple months leading into the playoffs and also just how many games those guys play together.
1: Yeah. Who you, would you pick as your favorite in, in, in the West right now? Just looking uh, at it.
2: Okay. Favorite, I think Phoenix has the highest ceiling, mm. but favorite in terms of who I actually trust to get the job done when the playoffs come would right now be Denver. No, I think that's Denver,
0: Denver's being slept on a little bit, yeah. man. They're, they're really, really uh, good as a group. A lot of their role players stepping up, which is normal against around yep. Jokic. Um, yeah, for, for me, the team mm. to watch is the Phoenix Suns. I oh, got it in at the buzzer. How yeah. do you not watch that team? I can't I wait know, to so see excited. them all play together, man. I'm just really excited, man. It's crunch time. It's just going to be mid range after mid range after mid range, and you can't do nothing to stop that team. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm really excited. And of course, if they combust, I'm also there to see Chris Paul do another, you know, hits a big three to bring the lead down to 42 <laughs> oh, again. Man. Oh, man. So that's, it's a win win, really, even I'm, when they
1: I'm lose. Why rooting win. for Chris Paul, man? I Chris Paul got a lot of haters? Yeah. I want to see him get that ring, man. I want to see man. him win. <laughs> a title.
2: He's, he's one of the best point guards yeah. of all time. Yeah. I want to see him win a title for a lot of the reasons we wanted to see Kyle win. Like, Kyle, Chris Paul is. Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry are so similar in style, Mm -hmm. uh, temperament, Mm. gamesmanship. Everything is the same except, you know, Chris Paul obviously did everything a little better. He's the point god. Mm -hmm. But stylistically and, like, personality-wise on the court, they are very similar players. And if you rooted for Kyle, you should kind of be rooting for Chris Paul. I know the difference is while Kyle was playing for the Raptors, but still. Yeah. Well, the
1: other big difference is Kyle Lowry has a ring. (laughs) <laughs> well, sure. that's why we're rooting for Chris Paul to get on that. No level. man, Actually, I, want, the funniest, I want Kyle to have one thing over for Chris. <laughs> Actually, the funniest thing I saw, I think, Chris gave a quote after making the finals a couple of years ago, that he was like, "I'm addicted to um to this feeling now being in the finals." And there's like an account on Twitter that retweets it every month, being like, "Oh, congrats on being two years sober." Hey <laughs> ah, <eight>, man, <laughs> that's like, good. no, oh, like that's tough. That's no, good. it's you know, the there's, there's, no, but there's a lot of Chris Paul haters out there, which. I get for his style of play, I think, yeah. and all that stuff.
2: W- Will mentioned uh, the combustibility factor with Phoenix. I was saying mm-hmm. to you guys as we came into the studio, mm-hmm. yo, KD has missed 38% yeah. of potential gains. Injured, since injured at the moment. Yeah. From an Achilles injury mm-hmm. and is currently out with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker, whose long-term durability isn't anything to worry about, this season has missed time with a groin injury twice. And Chris Paul has suffered disastrous playoff injuries like every other year, so... Mm-hmm. That combustibility factor is pretty high.
1: Yeah, yeah. As I said, you know, uh, KD going to Phoenix. The only risk they removed was losing their starting point guard because of anti-Semitism. Yeah, like there's the on-court risks are still there. My my team. This is a wild NBA watch. season, man.
0: Because I was also thinking of the back in my every head. Like, NBA every NBA
1: season's wild. Everyone yeah. just forgot the Chris Paul
0: story that happened this year, huh? The, oh, the, right. the very very big Chris Paul story. I mean- but we're gonna keep going. <laughs>
1: That's uh, that's more on the gossip, gossip area. Oh, yeah. um, is That's uh, what I'm saying, though. <laughs> but how could you forget that very, very uh, famous no, piece of gossip? No, that's fair. Um... My most interesting team is uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, actually. Ooh. No, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them because, uh, I mean, part of me is interested to see how, how it all combusts. It's going to combust um, in, in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> I, just feel, I just feel when I look at the top, when I look at the top of the East, like, uh-huh. you know, Boston has a championship window. I don't feel like, I, they'll be disappointed, obviously, if they don't win this year, but it's not like, you know, they need the, the windows closing on them. They've got Tatum and Brown, the rest of the team. Milwaukee's already got a championship with Giannis. You know, to me, Philadelphia is going into the playoffs in the East with the most pressure out of any of these teams. And it's like, can they get to the conference finals, you know, even like, or can they even get to the finals? Like they've Mm. been playing really well of late, but we know like with, with Embiid and with Harden, it's just the history of them in like closeout games or like big moments in the playoffs, like... I feel like if they don't get out of the second round this year, like, you know, M B might be the next superstar guy we were talking about, about oh, relocating. I can't, I can't wait.
2: Sacramento has made the playoffs yes, five years more recently year two, yeah. than Philadelphia has made the conference finals.
1: Right. Yeah, conference finals the last time was 2001.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, so well Sacramento's be been in the conference finals more recently yeah. than yeah. Philadelphia yeah. has. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, which is
0: wild. I was there
1: for that. I so... Know. Um, <laughs> Uh, next, uh, Cash, what about your uh, most interesting player to watch for the rest of this season?
2: Okay, I'm going to go a little off the board here mm. and, and bring some can-con to the discussion and oh, say Jamal man. Murray. And oh, the okay. reason I nice. say that is because I already said the Nuggets, I think, um, are actually the most trustworthy West team this year. And Jamal Murray's health is a big part of that. Now, he's currently out with right knee soreness. The surgically repaired knee is the left knee. So I don't mm-hmm. know whether to be more concerned by this or less concerned by this. But anyway, before this most recent absence he had started to look like Jamal Murray oh, again. Yeah. His scoring and efficiency had started to balloon. For the season, he's now up to 50% from two, almost 40% from three, over 80% from free throw line. I'm really interested to see if he can, when he gets back from this latest knee injury, which I assume would be after the All-Star break, if he can pick up where he was, you know, had just left off. Because if he does, and he goes into the playoffs as that player again, the Nuggets, to me, are my pick.
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. What also about you, one of Bill? the clutchest players in the league. Yep. Uh, another, honestly, kind of the same deal, really. But but Devin Booker, I, I just think that, like, he was having such an amazing season. And Phoenix is actually doing well before his injury. And then they cratered. And then they kind of rebounded. And, and they got a couple of wins together, including one against Toronto. And now they got Kevin Durant in the mix. I just think that, yeah, Devin Booker is just, like, really primed to, like, take that, like, superstar jump. Mm. And I think that going through this postseason, I could really see a scenario where he plays even at the level of a guy like Kevin Durant in the playoffs. And I know that's asking for a lot because obviously KD is such a phenomenal player. I mean, KD is going to be seeing double teams, right? Mm. That's probably going to free up Devin Booker even more in a way that I don't think he's ever played with a guy better than him before. Um, and man, I, I just, I'm really excited to see him and I, I I just really like Devin Booker as a player as well. Like really aesthetically pleasing to watch. Mm-hmm. He, he competes hard now. He gets after it on defense. I don't know how effective he is on defense, but he gets after it, you know? And, um, Every time he gets an interview, you you remember that his voice is
1: like super deep. Like so, I don't know. I I I'm just excited to see Devin Booker. Yeah, and platform. he drives these old cars to to the arena. Sure, yeah. 01 like yeah, yeah. Honda Civic type yeah. vibes. Um, <laughs> want to hear your bold prediction? So quickly, my most interesting player shocker is uh, is Giannis. Yeah, no, what just... a thing, man.
0: <laughs>
1: JR, Clip that. Um, let's move why on. Why
0: Giannis? I what intrigues no, you about No, man, guys.
1: I just like watching guys that you know I dreamed about coming to the Raptors. No, oh, he's been on a tear okay, though lately. All right. 38 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. That's regular for in him. In 33 minutes in this last 10 games. Like, those are, Damn. even with inflation of, of numbers.
2: A- and they've won 11 in a row. They've won 11 I mean. in a row. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, Damn. Anyways, one bold prediction for the rest of this season. Joe Cash.
2: Nuggets win their first championship in franchise Damn. history.
1: Damn. Damn. Adam Silver going to be handing the, <laughs> the the trophy out in in altitude? Are you telling me? <laughs> to a cronky? <laughs> The yeah, only man. case, honestly, against the Nuggets now, the is just like... winning this year, man. Yeah, it's just that they're the Nuggets. Like, it's just sometimes it's hard, I think, for people to see, to see it yeah. happen. Yeah. It's just like
2: when the Raptors won. Exactly. Yeah, because
1: they don't fit they don't... into that mold of the championship
2: franchise. Even when the Warriors... I know they the franchise had won one before, mm-hmm. but, like, that 2014-15 season, that I know it was different. Nowhere. Like, they won 67 games. They were dominant. But for people in our generation that had never seen the Warriors yeah. be that good, it was tough to envision... Oh, like, is Golden State really going to win the title? I'm sure people outside of Toronto Mm in 2019 are like, there's no way we're actually going to see a team in Raptors jersey holding Larry OB. And I feel like it's the same thing this year with the Nuggets. But I I get that Boston's been the best team. Milwaukee has Giannis. But if you're asking for a bold prediction, I'll go with Denver.
1: No, I like that. You
0: want bold? (laughs) (laughs) Bold, bold? bold? Cleveland Cavaliers out in the first round of the playoffs. Oh,
2: I like that. All right.
0: Yeah. I just I don't know, man. I just I, I, it's a it's a it's a younger group. We kind of tend to forget that aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, young teams always go, th- go through some heartbreak in the playoffs. Um, but you look at how they match up against some of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Even a, a potential tricky team like Toronto. No, Yo, man, I'm no man, we're not there yet. We're not, not, really there,
1: yet. We're not like there yet. But I'm telling you, man. Yo, what, I, if it's I, a, I'm what
2: if it's a three-six? Cleveland, Toronto, or if somehow a two-seven?
1: Hmm. Man, Cleveland is the team, I guess. If we get there, that. You know, I'm t- I'm just, you know, man, if we somehow get to the second round after this mess no, no, of a no, season, come on, come on, man. You're the one that started this just 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how are you like, come on, man? You're out of control. That's just an agent of chaos. <laughs> you know, he's, he he he's like, come on, man. What are you talking you, you about? Know how <laughs> oh, you know, I was like, oh, man. How much I love this Wow. 30 seconds. My bold, bold um, is, uh, I've seen enough from the Warriors. I, I'm going to say they're not going to make it past the second round. Um, I just think mm. it's been too inconsistent of a season. I know we keep pointing to to the pedigree pointing even to the numbers when they're healthy with a full starting five like i I still don't know why they're seven and 22 on the road and i heard draymond yesterday talk after the clippers game about just they don't have a collectiveness on defense and this is like 60 games in the season now and even the last three champions if you look at it different circumstances but like raptors you know went out second round in the bubble lakers won in the bubble and then was out in the first round you know the bucks went out in the second round. i just think it's hard to repeat um these performances and like they've just played a lot of games and yeah, I'm gonna have the Warriors going out either in the first or second round. I could see them being knocked out of the first round, honestly. I could see them
2: not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Cause right
0: now I mean, they're still in the playing. That'd be wild. So all right. All right, that's not bad. All right, that's it. That's it. We're done for today. Appreciate you cash. Yeah. I'm your host will Lou, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports and Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. Reminder streaming live on Sports YouTube channel airing live. On Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to Joseph Gacharo, our board producer and co-host. What? Alex Wong, our board producer in real in this time. Derek Rendell and Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. And we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.